0: So this is Real Talk Entertainment, a podcast show where we'll be talking to guests from the world of sport, music, film, TV, reality TV, as well as a host of other areas. On today's show, I'll be speaking to Tracy Parsons. Now, Tracy Parsons is somebody you've probably not heard of, but she's a very talented voiceover actress who has been working with some of the biggest organisations in the world and making them a success. Now, she'll be talking to me about that as well as her life in lockdown. So stay with me and uh, hear her story real soon. How has life been for you during this lockdown?
1: Well, How's... in many in many respects, it hasn't really changed much due to the nature of my work. Um, I work from home already, so people in my industry were kind of prepared. For what this has brought in many ways, Um, I think the the biggest change for myself and there's four of us living in my house, my husband and my other two children. um, It's the social, you know, um, not being able to go out and you know uh, get together with friends and meet, you know, go to our church and and all those things that you kind of take for granted that you know are just part of normal everyday life and and then instantly it's taken from you and and at first you know at first you're just sort of trying to absorb this new reality and and you know kind of figure out how do you how do you function in this but then once you've got that straightened out and then it's like it sinks in that you don't have all of these contacts anymore you know
0: yes yes
1: so yeah that was the really hard part you know it was not being able to because we don't have family in the area it was just friends and so you know our friends were kind of our extended family and then we didn't have them
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely so how, how about the children how are you how are you managing to keep them entertained are they are the young ones
1: Oh no. Oh no. You see, uh, that's the other thing. Um, I have all young adults. Um, my oldest has been out of the house for four years now, I think. Um, and my other two are college, just finishing up high school. Um, so they kind of entertain themselves.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. That's you know,
1: I, I really feel for families with younger kids Who are trying to juggle working from home and having to manage, you know, schooling from home with their kids and keeping them occupied and helping them not to feel so stressed in in this whole environment that we now live in. I I can't imagine having to do all of that. I just couldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I then went on to ask Tracy how she got into voiceover acting and what attracted her to it.
1: Well, initially, I was working at a radio station, a local radio station here. Um, And uh, that in itself was sort of like I kind of tripped and fell into it. I had no design. I had no background. I wasn't going to, you know, I I had never listened to the radio. went, oh, I'd love to be one of those people. Um, But my husband was working at the radio station, and um, I went in to do a... They were asking about sponsorship for children and I did this little spot and, you know, next thing you know, the owner is telling me I have a great voice for radio and a few weeks later he interviews me and I have a job at the station and it was just so strange. Unfortunately, (laughs) that that lovely lovely opportunity folded and a colleague from the radio station suggested that I give this a try. So, you know, I was still working part time doing something else. Um, and, and so Voices for Hire came out of that, um, and it was called Voices because at the time it was kind of a family enterprise when the children were young. My husband was also doing some, um, but you know, they grew up, they didn't feel like doing it anymore. And my husband has a full-time job and he's also visually impaired. So, um, reading scripts is very hard for him, obviously, Um, mm-hmm. but for me, it was something that I actually, um, I found a place in the industry. So, um, yeah, like I, I was encouraged. I've been, I had a, a well, the person who actually suggested I try, um, he had years and years in, in the radio business and he had become my mentor. So, you know, he got me started. He kind of pointed me in the right direction and told me, you know, what to do, what not to do. And he kind of coached me all through those early years. Um, And uh, it was the kind of thing where I could stay home and look after my family and still contribute to the household financially and get to work with amazing people from all over the world, literally. I mean, my voice has gone to places I'll never see. Um, But, um, you know, it's been interesting Because it isn't something that, I mean, a few years prior, I didn't even know it was a job, (laughs) you know, I didn't, nobody sits down and and watches TV and listens to a commercial on the radio or on TV and goes, I wonder, I wonder who did that, that voice for that commercial, you know, nobody thinks about that voice. And so, you know, it isn't something that enters your mind unless you're kind of in that, you know, in that general field. So, um, you know, gradually I've, I've built my business up over the years when my children were younger, I didn't have the same time to commit to it, but you know, now that they're all young adults and kind of doing their own thing, I have more time. And, and so the business has grown as my children have grown and it's been a really good fit for my family and it's been a really, um, helpful way for me to, to be able to help, um, contribute to, you know, the family's financial stability and, and still not compromise in the other areas that matter. Right.
0: During our conversation, Tracy and I then talked about e-learning and how she got into that.
1: Um, so Tracy. I, I, I found, I found my niche in e-learning um, which means, I mean, I have done commercials. I've done commercials in different parts of the States on TV and radio Um, but e-learning is where I have my focus. And if you've been to my website, you would see that, um, I actually have just redone my website in the last six months to, to reflect the fact that e-learning is what I do mostly. So, um, what I do is, is for companies, um, so it's not something that goes to radio or TV or the internet usually, um unless I'm doing a promotional, I, I just finished up uh, a series of instructional modules and they wanted me to narrate a couple of promotional spots for YouTube. So I do have a, a few things on YouTube that I've done, but outside of that, I mean, unless you wanted to go look for me, you probably wouldn't find me.
0: Okay. Right. okay.
1: Or if you're like employed at one of these companies that asks you to do the e-learning training
0: (laughs) yeah yeah right um what sort of thing would you like to write in an ideal world
1: well you know as part of my writing course that was one of the first things we were asked to figure out um know who your audience is which is very similar to your the work I do you have to know your audience yeah um and and for me um you know, and reflecting on um, my life um, and and the challenges that I've had to deal with in my life, um, I'm also a person of faith, so I have a relationship with God, and and I wanted to provide some hope for women who have been through similar struggles, and and encourage them to walk that path of healing because it can be really daunting scary challenging you just it's harder to walk the path to healing than it is to just live with what you know right the familiar is always easier right yes so so you know i i have i have a natural bent toward counseling and psychology anyway and and if i wasn't doing this i'd probably have a counseling degree and i'd be doing that But um, I just want to provide some encouragement for people who might think that they're stuck forever (laughs) where they are and, and let them know that, no, that's not the way it has to be. And just, just people need to know they have hope and that they have options. And, and I want to, be a a voice that gives them that I want to use my voice a little differently than I would in my work, I guess. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking to do is, is to, to encourage people who who've had a hard time. And, uh, and I mean, a lot of people, this, this COVID thing has really, I think, magnified the challenges that people were already dealing with. And um, you know, it's revealed the, the, the level of fear that was just sort of buried under the surface in our world as a whole. And now, you know, people are are faced with this great unknown and and they don't know what to do with that. And, And so I just want them to know that.
0: I then went on to ask Tracy if being a voiceover artist is something she would encourage or talk somebody out of.
1: No, I wouldn't talk anyone out of it, but I would talk with them about why they want to do it. Um, Like for me, this, I mean, this was like not, as I said before, something like I didn't go to school and say, I'm going to do this job. This was not at all how it happened. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it happens that way for most of the people in my industry. Um, I think a lot of people do gravitate from radio into it. Um, or people who have had, uh, teaching backgrounds, you know, it kind of depends on what genre you want to get into, but people who have used their voices for their work, they, they have, it's an easier transition. Um, I actually was just speaking with a young man who is, I think he's still in high school and, um, he, he works part-time at a, at a radio station. He does some DJing. And his teacher contacted me, she's one of my LinkedIn contacts, and she wanted to know if I could, you know, pass on some helpful information to him. Um, So, I mean, he's already got his foot in the door if he's doing radio work. You need to understand that this is not a quick get rich scheme, which I think a lot of people kind of think it is, Um, you know, because you you can make good money doing this job, but you have to do a lot of work to get there and you have to be prepared for the long haul. Um, I don't know of anybody who just woke up one day and they were instantly, you know, making tons of money doing voice work. Um, You have to know how to market yourself. You have to know what genre is best suited to you. You have to know how to network. And, you know, like there's so much to it. Like I said, for me, as someone, you know, living in a household with a second income, because my husband was working, I had the luxury of time where I could gradually build my business up. And I didn't have to worry too much about, oh, I need to have another job so I can, you know, eat while I'm building up this business. Um, yeah. But that's the thing is if you're prepared for the long haul and you lay the proper foundation for your business um, because it's a business primarily, you have to look at it that way first, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, make sure you get proper training. There's tons of coaches out there who could really help you that cover the gamut as far as genres are concerned. Um, there's lots of websites with training and um, just to cover every facet of the business. And anybody that wants to know any of that, they can they can talk to me. They can send me a message. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to start this. And in a year you're going to be, you know, making easy money because it doesn't work that way. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you've got to be, you've got to be constantly, um, you know, looking for the next opportunity, uh, nurturing relationships with potential clients. You just don't walk in and all is well. It's, not like that at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I then went on to ask Tracy how she selected potential clients for her organisation, if she networked or if she talked to people out of the blue.
1: I don't know that I've ever had an out of the blue. Aside. I mean, I guess there's been a few times where I've been contacted by people who are in my network, um, and one of those has... has. A, generated uh, a, a, a long-term working relationship. I've been working for this company for over two years. Um, but you don't know that, right. You don't know that's happening until it's happened. Um, but you know, um, that's the other thing too, is when you, when you do get a client, you need to make, you have a very short period of time to make yourself, uh, invaluable to them. Right. So yeah, yeah. you have to make sure that you, you treat the client well and, and, you know, provide them with the best possible customer service you can um, because they, you need them to need you. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause it, you know, or they won't come back if they can okay. find what they want somewhere else. They'll go mm. look for it because there's many options out there. Um, yes, yes. but you know, I think the foundation of it is building solid relationships with your clients. You know, I, I don't look at clients as a dollar figure. I look at them as people, I get to know them, um, and build relationships with them. So it, it's more than just a working relationship though. That's how it starts. Um, so I hope I answered that question. I think yep. I've forgotten what the
0: question yeah. was. <laughs> No, no, you did no more more than enough. You answered that. Uh, So, what would be a typical day in your household, and um, you know, as we are at the moment, what would you? How would your day begin, and how would it end?
1: Oh well, I don't know that there is a typical as such. Um, I'm usually the first one up in my house, um, getting coffee for people, um, and you know, taking care of a few things before I get myself into the studio. Um, I try to be in my studio around ten thirty in the morning. Um, you know, I'll be checking emails, seeing how much work has come in, um, prioritizing things. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of all that, I'm also planning dinner, <laughs> <laughs> cool. right. Um, handling anything that comes along, phone calls, uh, family matters, It's, it's all kind of a hodgepodge and, you know, I, I try to, to give myself a a certain amount of structure because I feel like I, if I don't have that, I, I I don't know what I'm doing and I don't, I don't focus very well without the structure. Um, But within that structure, there has to be flexibility because, you know, especially with everybody at home, you know, like my son uh, who still lives with us, he only just went back to work this weekend after you know because he was working at a at a, a local mall and they just opened up the food court back there and so he hasn't been working until this weekend and everybody is home because there's nothing to do you can't go anywhere really mm-hmm. um so um that actually can be a bit challenging for me sometimes because like they're here because they have no choice But when I'm recording, it has to be quiet in the house. (laughs) So like every time somebody walks across the floor and my studio creaks because I can hear the floor creaking and I'm just standing there going, okay, I just have to wait. (laughs) Right. And normally, you know, if people were off doing school or work, like it would be much quieter and I wouldn't feel like I, you know, I almost feel bad because they're here because they have to be here and I am working because I work here and the two don't always mix very well. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, my husband works from home too. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a juggling act every day.
0: Yeah. 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 I understand. So, um, in your record during your recordings, are you sort of, is there any anybody out there that we would know, us the general public would know that you've worked with or worked alongside with Household oh, Names and such?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. For uh, a couple of years, um, I was doing uh, training modules for PetSmart. Um, right, with, yeah. Well, it, I don't know about in the UK, but in the U S and Canada. Uh, it's one of the more well-known, um, pet food supply stores. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was that for a while. Um, most of a lot of what I do, um, is, um, I've done some tech work for Microsoft, some narration for Microsoft. I've done for some insurance companies and I'm not sure. I mean, most of these companies I hadn't heard of until I was working for them. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm um, just trying to think what are some of the names. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just finished an educational series for a company called Elef, which I think is maybe Dutch. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Anaplan is an insurance company, I think
0: um so so do uh did you have you found that this this uh, lockdown situation has meant that you had to rethink the way you're doing your e-learning training in developing that to, to coincide with this current climate for when they, when it all goes back when it all starts opening up again
1: well, as a narrator, I'm not really. I'm just recording in my studio. Um, how I do my job hasn't changed at all, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's more about how is how is it affecting the people I'm doing the work for, and fortunately, um, because I know that's not the case for everyone in my industry. Um, my work hasn't really changed. Like the amount of work I'm getting hasn't really changed. Um, and I, and the funny thing is, is I thought there would be more COVID themed things and there's only been a couple. So somebody else must have all the COVID work. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, because, you know, the, what they were saying is that because of COVID um, things like medical e-learning would just skyrocket and uh, I do medical e-learning but I've only done a couple of them and it hasn't really been uh, you know Mm -hmm. the same explosion that I thought would happen but that's the way this the industry is like that you just don't don't think you know what's going to happen you just roll with what happens
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, do do you have any I mean you have any sort of funny stories you can share with us about things that have happened whilst recording your, your e-learning, any, any nuggets that you can share with us?
1: Well, I, I described my job. The, the, the funniest thing that is, is how I describe my job to people, um, which is to say, I sit in a padded room and talk to myself. <laughs> right. Because yeah. that is literally what I do. Um, and, and people just kind of look at me because first of all when I tell them what I do they're like what's that <laughs> and then, and then when I say well I sit in a padded room all day and talk to myself then they look at me stranger <laughs> um uh, I think it's it's kind of funny when when I struggle to pronounce words that are very common and and there's sort of a a, a running list of you know like on on some of these uh, little chat rooms where all of us like-minded voiceover people get together and, and you know, it'll be a phrase. Like, I cannot say this phrase. I can't get it out of my mouth, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it shouldn't be hard, but it is. And, and, and everyone has their own little list of phrases that they struggle with. And it's, it's funny because really they shouldn't be that challenging, but yet they become so, (laughs) (laughs) you know? um, Yeah. Funny, no, I have to say, like, (laughs) it's not a glamorous job.
0: (laughs) It it sounds. I must admit, it does sound.
1: I guess. I guess if you're looking in from the outside, it kind of would, but but when you're looking out of your little window of your padded room, not so much. (laughs) Um, You know, and I think people who like work in animation or that kind of thing, where they get to do the more quirky, kooky, funny kind of things. Um, you'd probably find some really good stories there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not one of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm your bland variety. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I talk about uh, technical training and, yeah, it's not always that interesting. Um, medical is more interesting, but it's not uh. funny.
0: <laughs> no. You know? no, you know would, would you like to, well, give a plug then to, to get some of those
1: i have i have kind of um dipped my toe a little in the water early on no. i actually did um i did the voice for a cherub in uh in a children's video okay. and uh and that was a lot of fun my kids hated it they hated <laughs> the voice like don't do that voice mom um but I thought it was great. And, um, and it wasn't even the, the, the role I had auditioned for, but then when they heard my audition, they said, we think you'd make a great cherub. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so I, I was this cherub for this kid's video and I've never seen it. Um, but, uh, it's, it's when you do like the, the serious, sensible, uh, bland kind of stuff all day you kind of want to inject a little life and color into it sometimes
0: yeah yeah so
1: i i i have tried you know i'm i'm kind of working into that but i'm also i'm also uh getting ready to branch out into audiobooks and oh. um, and that is something that i've wanted to do for a long time um and i've just recently well wasn't recently anymore uh but just before christmas i was picked up by um uh, a brand new audiobook company, and uh, mm-hmm. they were just laying the groundwork for getting books and whatever for us to read. And then, of course, COVID hit, so it's it's put everything in, in kind of in slow motion, right? So um, I'm not sure when that's going to actually happen now, but um, I'm really looking forward to doing because. We listen to audiobooks every day. Um, my husband is visually impaired, and he used to be an avid reader before his vision took that away from him. Um, so we listen to audiobooks almost every day um, as a family. We well, we'll have two or three audiobooks going, depending on who's around. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, that's something I, I'm looking forward to getting into, and that will make you know a little bit of difference from just doing e-learning all the time. Variety is the spice of life, they say. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. that's that's sort of my my next foray is, and, and I'm I'm so looking forward to when it's actually up and running that I can I can get into doing some audiobooks. It'll
0: be fun. Well, so. that's, that's great. Good good luck. Good luck with that. I hope it actually happens for you.
1: Thank you. And
0: um, please please stay in touch. And if it does actually happen, I'd love to have you back on, and we'll see how things are going.
1: Fabulous.
0: Good. And um thank you ever so much for joining me on the on the podcast and uh, good luck with everything
1: for you as and well thank- i'm I'm privileged to be your inaugural guest.
0: <laughs> thank you yes it's been a pleasure absolute pleasure. you as well Thank you. take care now.
1: you too Bye-bye bye- bye.
0: massive thank you to you all for listening to this week's uh, real talk entertainment podcast i'd like to say a few thank yous to a few people before i wrap up the show now i'd first of all like to say to you tracy parsons absolutely massive humongous thank you to tracy parsons for joining me on the show and for talking to me about life as a voiceover artiste and life in canada and life in general for her I'd also like to say a thank you to Ian Yardi who's put together the wonderful tune I have as an intro and an outro for the show. And I'd also, you, the listeners, I'd like to invite you back next week, where I'll be talking to Eleanor Thompson, who is a local Cambridge singer, dancer, and theatre actress. And uh, if you enjoyed this week's show, you'll definitely enjoy next week's show. So join me then next week on Real Talk Entertainment. Bye-bye for now.